Hello, everybody. This is Mike Springston from Mike Springston FFC Podcast. I'm here to coach you in the Word. Glad to have you today. I've got a dynamic message from the Spirit of God today that I want to share with you. Before I do that, I want to welcome all of those of you that download our material around the world. We're very appreciative of you studying along with us. We pray that the ministry is blessing to you, and it's a blessing as much as it is to my, me uh, preparing to share it with you. Today, I'm going to speak to you, as I might have mentioned, on why the evidence of the Spirit is essential, essential. And so, uh, before I do that, though, I want to... Uh, Offer you the opportunity to contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com, ffcma.org, and through Family Fellowship Chapel's Facebook messaging. We would love to hear from you, words of encouragement, questions, or just to open a conversation. That would be awesome. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we will get into the message of the day. Father, open our eyes that we could see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God says to us, and then help us to apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Now, Father, we glory in you today. We surrender ourselves, yield ourselves, and sanctify ourselves to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as he reveals to us what Jesus is saying. And then we will receive it and release it to your people. May it be done all in the name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. We're talking about why the evidence of the Spirit is essential. The other day I went to a uh, service where at the conclusion of the service with no real preparation of spiritual things, the man in charge asked us to listen to, identify, and bring out of ourselves things that the Holy Spirit was to be saying to us. Well, that did not meet with the type of response either from him or from those that were in the audience, and there were probably 75 or 80 people there. And so I began to pray about that. Uh, That Sunday morning, we had had a very dynamic move of the Spirit in our church, um, both from our worship time and from our preaching time. Uh, And I began to pray about that, and the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see something that I want to share with you today. Um, The ground... For spiritual worship is not random. The ground for spiritual worship is not haphazard. The uh, foundation of how it operates is not difficult to figure out or find out or see if you're willing to look at it. But our church world has been taught uh, that the Holy Spirit shows up when He wants to, does what He wants to, says what He wants to, um, moves when he wants to, chooses whom he wants to move upon. Um, Of course, I don't concur with much of that because I don't read that way in the Word of God. So today I'm going to take you through a process called ESE. Uh, You can remember it by the term EZ. How God will use you to edify yourself Use you in the Spirit to minister to you, to show you all of the things that Jesus promised He would in John 14, 15, 16, and 17. There has to be a means to do that. And frankly, our church is not teaching it. And because we're not teaching it, people are not gaining answers. 
People are not able to walk in the spirit of truth because when they are called upon to draw out of their inner man the, the ground and the foundational things of which they have not prepared to do, well, they have literally built their hand, their, their house on sinking sand. When you lay the foundation appropriately, though, the things of the Spirit will manifest themselves. They'll be real. They will minister directly to you, and they will bless you. And they will bring you to the moment where you will see that your love, your following the commandments has caused God to love you, Jesus to love you, and himself to manifest himself to you. Now, I want to tell you this before I go any further. The move of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit manifesting Jesus Christ himself to you. It should be something that you are willing to seek, willing to look for, willing to pursue, because it is Jesus Christ himself speaking directly to you. Let's see how that works. So before I get into the scripture to, to create the foundation of what it is that I'm getting ready to show you, I want to just go through what should be happening in every worship service that has as its core and foundation the Spirit of God the ministry of the Spirit of God as its core root of worship, praise, honor, and giving glory to God. This is what should be happening. This is how we should be structuring what we're doing so that it, does, it leaves the realm of corporate worship and goes into the realm of individual ministry. Because it is not about the corporate worship uh, that we need our individual answers to come from. It is about how we in the Spirit access the Spirit of God to bring about the meeting of our needs. Paul said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Who was he talking about, the corporate worship setting or Paul personally? Well, he was talking about Paul personally. So before I get into the why, what the scripture says about this, I'm going to get you into the how and the what. This process, of course, as I mentioned, is called ESE. I term it as easy. It's a way to get into the spirit and find what the spirit of truth is gathering for you from the man in the Godhead. E stands for enlightened. S stands for strengthened. And E stands for engaged. We're going to use these three words to minister to God in the Spirit. Let's see if we can set the stage for how this would work. First, we come into a time of ministry to Him. This time may be in the middle of a corporate worship service. It may be in your personal time of prayer. It may be while you meditate. It may be while you're giving praise. Whatever the time may be, if you are just giving these things out of your intellect, out of your natural side, what's going to happen to you is you are going to come in burdened and you're going to leave burdened. Because the natural man does not have the ability to lighten his own load through intellectual means. The load will only be lightened when it is lightened through the Spirit. So, we come in and we begin to worship. We thank Him for our enlightenment that has occurred in our inner man. 
Now, of course, as I mentioned, this can be done in various settings. During this time, we are in the understanding that the reason we're praying, worshiping, meditating, praising, honoring is to hear the voice of Jesus Christ. That's why we're doing this. It's his voice that we seek, and it's a conversation with him to which will bring us into the position of being yielded. So we worship and thank him for enlightenment. What has enlightenment done to us? It has made us eternal in the inner man. It has brought our inner man into the position of equality. Eternal, eternal. The equal position of equality that is in Jesus Christ. Paul said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal. We could take out the word equal and use the word eternal right there. So we are praising God for being eternal. This has occurred in our inner man. Now, as we think on the enlightenment that has brought to us the eternal portion of, of, of our, in our inner man, and what this has made us in relation to Jesus Christ, because in that eternal relation, we are now equal with Jesus Christ. We are as eternal as Jesus is, in other words. We are as righteous as Jesus is, in other words. Man, that eternal stuff is rich ground to praise God on. I can feel it welling up in my spirit even as I speak to you. Now then, from there, once we have uh, dealt and come to the understanding of our internal, eternal self, that we are righteous and we are in him, and because we are in him, we are as eternal as he is. Glory to God. Now we move on into the strengthening phase because we want to now worship him for strengthening our personality. What does he use to do that? Well, he's used the seven spirits of God. These seven spirits of God are dynamic, where the natural man works with all of the seven senses that are natural, you know, sight and smell and taste and touch and all of that. We work in the spiritual realm to develop our personality based on the seven spirits of God. Those spirits, of course, are wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord, and judgment. Now, out of those seven spirits, we can worship him and we can praise him for the dynamic effect that it has had upon us and that it has caused the fruit of the Spirit to blossom in us. So out of our inner man and out of the development of the seven spirits of God from the personality of Christ Jesus that is upon us, that was also upon him, man, we can worship on that. We can worship on the fact that we're eternal like him, that he has developed in us his own personality, the same personality that looked at the poor, the broken, the captive, those that were blind and had lost their liberty and said, the spirit of the Lord. Lord is upon me to give you love, peace, joy, goodness, gentleness, long-suffering, temperance, meekness, faith. We Out of me is flowing a personality that is totally going to change 
your personality. Man, we can worship there because we can identify how the Spirit of God has ministered in us, how the Spirit of God has blossomed and we're a, 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 a changed transformed individual. We have come out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We live by light. We can worship there. What a great thing. Those spirits now are creating impact and influence. They're influencing our spiritual nature. Now comes the critical moment because here we have to take our English and we yield our English from our soul and our tongue directly to the heavenly, uh, the Holy Spirit. Here is the critical moment when our worship moves into engagement. As we in English yield our soul and tongue to the Holy Spirit, we leave our natural man and we begin to speak in the language that is the conversation of heaven. Now, many of you are going to say, Pastor, I can understand the eternal side. I can understand the personality side. But this speaking stuff is beyond me. Stay with this message, and I'm going to show you exactly what the Word of God teaches concerning what is going on when the Holy Spirit is exercising and when you are exercising this heavenly conversation. As for now, Walk with me to this point. We want to get to a heavenly conversation and we want to get out of our intellect, out of our natural side and go into the spiritual side of which Paul declared in 1 Corinthians that there is a natural side and there is a spiritual side. So what do we do? We begin to speak softly to ourselves, sometimes even silently, as this is not the ministry or message for the church. It is the ministry or message that is directly for me, to me, edifies me, builds me, causes my mind to be renewed. We minister in tongues, and when we do, <coughs> excuse me, this becomes the evidence that we have left the natural and entered into the spiritual world. Now we see a lot of stuff because the reason the world has not been changed by music the reason the world has not been changed by praise. The reason the world has not been changed by dancing. The reason the world has not been changed by bouncing to the beat of the music, which I will talk about as we unfold this teaching, is because they have stayed in their intellect. When you remain in your mind, will, and emotions, my friend, and you do not allow the Holy Spirit to, to take over a yielded and surrendered self, a yielded and surrendered mind, a yielded and surrendered tongue, then you have done absolutely nothing in the spiritual world to be a ministry to yourself or to allow Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord and our man in the Godhead, to speak and minister to you. You have cut off your own ability to hear from Jesus Christ. Now Jesus said himself, my people know my voice. My people know my voice. How would they know his voice? Because they yielded. He said, those that have ears to hear, let them hear. They yielded. They surrendered. They sanctified. They sacrificed themselves. So they got out of their own intellect 
Now we can see why tongues becomes an evidence because it is from there that we can know, that we know, that we know, that we have left our natural intellectual self and moved over into the spirit world. People in some churches today want to say that speaking in tongues is not necessary in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to tell you this, and I want you to hear me very clearly. We can operate out of the eternal side. We can operate out of the seven spirits of God and bring about a personality that resembles Christ Jesus. And we can go through life blossoming in the fruit of that spirit. We can love others. We can care for others. We can give to others. However, If we do not come into the spirit world through the means that Jesus Christ released for it to be done and that the Bible teaches, then we will never engage the spirit. And therefore, even though our inner man may be eternal and our personality may be the personality of Christ, we will never find the engagement in the Holy Ghost that will bring us the pertinent answers for being led and guided, encouraged, reproved, for knowing and being shown things that are to come, and for being able to know what to speak when the moment the speaking is necessary. We'll never know it. We'll never be engaged by the Holy Spirit. So we're always acting out of our intellectual self. Well, now we can see why so many people make mistakes, why so many people get in trouble. Why so many people marry people they have no business? Why so many people go to churches that aren't teaching them anything? Why so many people get into spiritual trouble and they have no means to get out of it? Because all they've got is their own intellect. They've got the word of God to try to figure out out of their intellect with no revelation, with no ability to have the spirit engage them to reveal to them what the answers are from the throne room of God. Well, then we're in the middle of this and our natural man tries to come back in. Our English tries to come back in. Well, just go back and yield again and move back into the spirit. Now, my friend, from there, you continue therein until you're released by the spirit. And every time the English tries to come back, you just continue to to yield your members back to the Holy Spirit. This is a process that will take you Now watch this, from where you are, and when you conclude, you will walk out of there transformed because the Spirit of God will be doing the transforming. You'll become in in one way and leave transformed. You'll come in burdened and leave in peace. You'll come in unhappy and leave in joy. This is what worship is supposed to be, my friend. This is what worship is supposed to be. But we have left it in the intellect because we thought the Holy Ghost was random. We thought he showed up when he wanted to. We thought that we had to do whatever it is that made us feel good and then call it the Holy Spirit. And the truth of the matter is none of those are truth. The Holy Spirit abides in you. Jesus Christ abides in you. He walks with you. He is called alongside to be your helper. 
He is in you, he is upon you, and he is on you. He is in you eternal, he is upon you to develop your spirit, uh, your personality, and he is on you to engage with you. He has enlightened you, he has strengthened you, and now he desires to engage you. But in order to be engaged, you're going to have to get out of your intellect. You're going to have to use the process to get yourself out of your intellect. It is your own intellect that is holding you back from your spiritual answers. My friend, what should you now expect when this occurs? Expect to hear the voice of the Spirit as He relays messaging that impacts and influences the needs in your life. Paul said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Well, there, there you go. Paul wasn't talking about corporate. He was talking about himself. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than y'all. Why? Because Paul knew that the entrance into the spirit world was to get in the conversation. Paul knew that the entrance into the spirit world was to go into the place where he could speak with and talk to Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Now, whenever this voice comes, accept the message. Receive it. Here's the plane. It's coming. It'll be revealed. You must receive it. And then you must release out of your mouth what the Holy Spirit has shared with you. And that will always come after this, this manner. He'll lead you, guide you, encourage you, reprove you, show you what is coming, and or show you what to speak. Now, my friends, that is the process that we need to begin to unfold. No one needs to tell you any longer about how to get into the Spirit, what to do to yield to the Spirit. It's right in front of you, 22 minutes worth of instruction that you can put into practice. I did this today in my car, and it took me less than a minute to go through these steps, and the next thing I knew, I was speaking in the Spirit of God. Now, my friend, this thing is E-S-E. -E. It's easy. You just have to accept what I'm teaching to you and practice it. You have to not practice. I'm not saying uh, stand up and start speaking in tongues like some folks do and say, see there, I can do this anytime I want. No. You set the stage. You build the stage. You enter in to it. Just like they did in the tabernacle. You enter in to it. That's what worship should be doing. It should be causing you to worship and to come into the Spirit. Now, I'm not going to go into the teaching on this time frame because if I do, I will get started on it and I won't have enough time to show you the biblical, the end, and it's probably going to take two sessions for me to do that. But I won't be able to show you all that you need to have in sequential order to put into full focus what the Word of God has said to us about the Spirit of God. But I want you to know, you can begin to do this right now. You can take this, take notes on this, and begin to walk in the Spirit right now. You can begin to find out what the blessed will of God is for your life right now. You can begin to speak 
into the heavenly realm in a language that heaven understands right now. And the voice of the Holy Spirit can be revealed to you so that you know what God is thinking about you right now. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about what I'm trying to tell you tonight, my friends. There is no reason for any of us ever to be left like we came in worship. Do the things that I'm sharing with you. Go into your own private closet and begin to put into session what I'm sharing with you and watch the Holy Spirit of God begin to minister to you in a beautiful and real way. And from there, you will find answers to questions that you have wondered and sought God about. But you have to be able to do it in a way that understands you have been enlightened to eternal things in your inner man, that you have been brought into the strength of his personality, and then that you are engaged in him, and the way that you will know you are engaged is when you utilize the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language because there is a heavenly conversation that you need to be a part of. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Minister to your people. Fulfill this word in the lives of every listener. Touch them. Release them, Father, in the Spirit. May they go into their closet, put this into practice, and begin to walk in the Spirit in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Now, I want to close by saying this to you. Here is what the Spirit of God is saying to me even as I teach this to you. We live in a day when individual relationships are going to become far more prominent. They're going to become far more necessary. Our ability to interact and engage with the Holy Ghost outside of the assembly is going to come to be much more and far more important to you in the spiritual world than you have ever dreamed. We live in a time when things are changing. They're divisive. They're in an uproar. They're chaotic. You and I, as children of Almighty God, need to be able, in our own place, in our home, in our closet, in our prayer time, in our meditation time, to get a hold of the Spirit of God, because it is only from there that we will find the answers that will move us forward in the middle of chaos. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. I want you to know, he will make every plain flat. He will make every mountain into a plain on your behalf. If you will understand how to get into the spirit and worship in the spirit and hear the voice of almighty Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. May God richly bless you. Now I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you to go into this and make this a part of your ministry in the Holy Spirit. May God bless you until we speak again.